Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast. My name is Allison Turner. I will be your host. The goal of this podcast is really to learn more about the entrepreneurial journey. So how different people in business got started, what prompted them to go on the entrepreneurial journey, because not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur and own their own business. You know, what challenges they had, what successes they've had, and really build for the audience a big picture of different industries and what it takes to succeed in business. Today, my guest is Nancy Regan, who owns a very successful spa in Delray Beach called Bella Reina Spa. I know this wasn't your first go around in the spa world because (laughs) I was at the other one for massage before you and I actually knew each other. So was the previous one that you ended up selling the first spa that you owned? That, um, I actually am on my third spa. So um, the first one I opened in, I don't know if I need to say the year, 1996. So I've been around for a little while. Um, And I opened up, it wasn't really a spa then, it was really one room. (laughs) (laughs) And I was an esthetician and I had a landlord that liked to run his motorcycle next door to me and his cigarette boat. So uh-huh. we agreed to disagree and he let me out of my lease and said, go find more space. And I was lucky enough to find along Atlantic Avenue, right, which is very successful part of Delray, a space that was equal uh, rent to the space I was leasing with the loud motorcycle. And <laughs> so it, it actually had space for more rooms. Okay. So unbeknownst to me, I had started a day spa (laughs) and it wasn't just you at that point. It wasn't just me. And at that point I had added the in Reagan and company (laughs) and I had a massage therapist and a nail tech. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually found that spa because it's close to my house and I was looking for a massage therapist when I first moved down to Delray beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very particular about massage therapists because I find most are not very good, very good in my standards, personal standards. I'm not one that just likes the quote unquote relaxing massage. So um, I want one that's actually going to help, you know, release tension and things like that. So I found your person and you must have had the famous Carol. No, I had Saul. Saul. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. And he, he was fabulous. And he still is fabulous. I think he has um, moved to a couple of different hotels now. Okay. So he's probably so, doing really well in yeah. that, that arena. Um, yes. So I know, how. so how long did you own that one on Atlantic Avenue? On Atlantic Avenue, I was there for 12 years. Okay. And we had a team of, I think we had a team of 24 wow. at that time. Uh, it didn't quite seem that large. We ended up with five rooms. We did yeah, hair. I was say, the space isn't wasn't that big. But. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no. I guess um, if you're going to cover all the hours, you can rotate them through. Exactly. And it was quite the venture until 
somebody came knocking at the door and said, hey, do you want to move? <laughs> uh, so did you end up selling that business? I know, I know you went into the Hotel Marriott. Um, no, we actually, um, I became a, I was approached to, um, to bring the spa to the hotel. Okay. And that venture for me was a whole brand new venture <laughs> because I knew how to run a day spa, but I had never operated a hotel spa. Right. So from an entrepreneur, and I don't know about you, but I want to know how to do everything 100%, 125% better right. than anybody else. So the research part of that took me probably six months before I ever said yes. Okay. So I went to 30 different hotel spas. I talked to all these people in the industry to find out what worked, what didn't work, and whether or not I could actually make the move and not lose my day spa clients, but gain the hotel clients at well. the same time as well. And that we did extremely successfully well. Okay. It was an amazing journey. Okay. So but you still I made some mistakes. <laughs> Major. <laughs> yeah. So, so you still controlled the spa at that point. Well, I controlled the spa and I made a, um, I made a major business um, decision that included the welfare of my employees versus the welfare of the business. And the decision was that the employee benefits would far, as a small business, um, the ability to provide benefits for employees is very limited, and especially on the health yeah. benefit side. And the fact that I had 55 employees at this point, and I was able to, by having this big conglomerate as a partner, I was able to have the employees have these benefits. Okay. It was, um, unfortunately, it, I, I thought I had all the T's and I's <laughs> dotted and legal and everything else. I was outsmarted and outwitted. And um, at the end of the day, um, I realized that they simply wanted the business that I had to move to the hotel. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, hey, you win some, you lose some as an entrepreneur. Um, the What it taught me was invaluable because right. I don't think I ever would have had the opportunity to ever do that. Yeah. And so I learned so much um, that if anybody ever needed a spa consultant to to move into a hotel or to do a day you, spa, you need a person. I can I can pretty much tell Speaking. you how to, to to do from what not to do, what to do exactly. <laughs> and it helps that I um, am a aesthetician and a nail tech, so it helps that I understand right. that part of the business. Yeah, I mean, I find you have to understand what you know, even if you don't do the actual work, right. You have to, you need to be able to understand. I, mean, I know I, like, I limited certain services when we rebranded. I kind of looked at all the services and I was like, I don't really want to, 
even though it wouldn't be me doing them, there were certain things like, you know, Google ads, for example, right. which is an art unto itself. It truly, yes. That I didn't want to have to continually research, even if someone else was doing the work, because right. I needed to understand it enough to at least know if it's getting done correctly. Right. right. You know, so something like that, um, I decided, you know, let me find a partner that, you know, has a Google ad certification, which goes a long way and, right. and does it far more frequently. And most of my clients don't have the budget to do it anyway, or the budget they should have to do it successfully. Right. right. You know, they come in and want to spend $500. I'm like, you know, that's really not going to be a good ad campaign <laughs> unless, you know, it's a really low click rate, which uh, most of them are escalating like, right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. Well, um, skincare is not right. like $3 a click, or I think it is something okay. like crazy. Okay. Well, you're one of the, you're one of the ones yeah. then that's in the cheaper section because even another one, which I wouldn't have thought it would have been that expensive, um, was like 25 bucks a click. And I was like, really? Oh, this? wow. I mean, it was something, it was just kind of obscure, you know, like someone that would cable buildings and stuff like that, and maybe do, you know, uh, security camera type of stuff. But it was, and this is a couple of years ago, and I was like, that's interesting wow. that it's that much money. But, um, you know, and I know things have gone up since then on certain industries. But, Completely. But that's good that your industry is still <laughs> cheaper. But, yeah, going back to that, though, yeah, I think it's invaluable that you know, you know, what people are doing. So that way you know if your employees are actually following through on what they're supposed to do. Exactly. So then with the hotel, were you then in the end, did you choose to leave? Were you? It, it, it wasn't a happy parting <laughs> of the ways. Um, it was, I, I came to the realization and this, um, we, we, we went out of the gate and um, it, we were the spot to go to. Right. It was absolutely incredible. Um, we, we, as a spy in a one-year span, our sales were way over millions. It was, it was an amazing, wow. it was an amazing venture. Um, we had done extremely well, and when I started looking at everything, we were doing extremely well. As a spa, the hotel was doing nothing to contribute. <laughs> so there was no, at the time, the sales department at the hotel was doing nothing. Okay. The, uh, there was no turn down cards. There was no signs in the spa. And I was scratching my head. I'm like, wow, they want to be here, but we're not doing this. And I couldn't figure out why. And it, it suddenly became this pull and... Right. Then um, it became a legal thing. And unfortunately, I left with pretty much what I arrived with, which, you know, it wasn't a good thing. Okay. So a lot of work, a lot of work. Right. And for, um, at the time, most entrepreneurs, you know, you're, you're going to be successful, you're going to fail. And if you don't fail, you're never ever going to get back up again you know you have to fail right I mean, oh, yeah. just I mean, part of it yeah, i mean the entrepreneurial journey is ups and downs mm -hmm. and i mean and anyone that tells you otherwise no <laughs> is uh lying to you mm -hmm. so definitely um so then what prompted you to go back in i know you 
held for a couple of years. I don't know if you had a non-compete with them or anything like that, or you, I mean, I know Bell Arena didn't open to my knowledge right. immediately. No, I, I actually had the oddest non-compete <laughs> in the history of man. I could not go east of the intercoastal. So um, I could go anywhere in Delray, but I couldn't go east of Delray, east of the intercoast. Also, at the time being entrepreneurial, I had also at the same time opened a fishing lodge in Panama, the country, oh, wow. not Panama City, Panama, the country. <laughs> and so I took the time and went down to Panama and spent time getting that operationally sound and making sure that it was working and everything like that. And when I came back, I missed the spa <laughs> business. I don't know why some days, <laughs> but um, I missed the, the spa business. I um, underestimated my, the, the timing um, as everybody was in, we were in one of the worst recessions <laughs> uh -huh. of our life. Um, and I decided that I would make it a very small footprint. Okay. Um, so the footprint of this spot is super small. And I try to maximize the square foot um, sales per square foot simply because in doing so, I'm able to achieve a higher profit margin. Okay. No, I think that makes that makes sense. And that's probably one of those things that some people don't don't think about. They're like, I want to build this huge brand. Yes. And even if you start small, if you ever wanted to expand, obviously that'd be up to you, but you could go to a larger space because now you have the clientele and the customer base to then open somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And you know, as long as it's relatively close to this one. Right to then build a new, you know, a build a bigger space. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, that's a big mistake right. that they make thinking, because they're always hearing clients, oh, you need to move. Oh, it'd be so much better if you had a relaxation, in our, in our business, relaxation room, or <laughs> you had this, or you had that, or you have a sauna, but all of that space, the relaxation room and the sauna is non, income earning space okay so oh, yeah. it earns nothing and yeah, it true. sits there in a square footage space earning nothing huh so even though that. it's an amenity right and it's a great amenity you really have to be able to charge for a spa service to account for that amenity so Instead of a massage being $100, you now have to have it 150 because you're paying for That's the good. amenity of huh. this room. That's why the, the hotels, which have them the most, I've seen. $280 for a massage and you're paying for that gorgeous waterfall outside. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> um, and, and uh, sometimes the massage therapist isn't that good. Um, a lot of, I'm going to say probably... 80% of the time, unfortunately, they're not as great as the smaller right. spaces. Yeah, no, I would, I would tend to agree with you. I mean, I know Jack gave me a gift, gift certificate once for one up in, um, I can't even think of which, what town it is, but it was on the ocean and it was a hotel and 
um, in Palm Beach County. And, um, and I went, it was a great day because it was, you know, beautiful space, everything, you know, but I think it, you know, it was like a, like you said, probably about 250 or something like that. And, and the massage was okay. Right. I, mean, I kept telling the guy, I'm like, you go like go deeper. Like I'm good with that. Like you don't have to like do this. And right. I mean, but it was okay. Um, like I wouldn't be like, oh, I got to go back to see him again. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally understand that. Um, I think yeah, definitely the the people that can, you know, either create their own massage space or work for those smaller spas typically are. And I don't, I just think entrepreneurs, a lot of times they, um, they think bigger is better, but, um, they really (laughs) fail to account for all the expenses they're going to have when they're going to go bigger is better, um, instead of maybe another location. Um, so, and um, I'm at the point I need to retire instead of like looking for (laughs) other things to do. Yeah. Um, I don't need to, but I don't know that I'm ever going to because I happen to really love the excitement of, I mean, COVID was the worst. Oh yeah. Yeah. For your business, especially. (laughs) It was the worst. But what COVID did is it kicked me in the butt to go change protocols, to go reignite things, yeah. to go do that. And it's been a two-year journey of push, 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 because right. to get back to the same numbers we were at 2019. Yeah. And when we achieved that this year, I was like, okay, now I can rest. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no rest for the weary. <laughs> exactly. But you get that pump that you're going to have a goal. And I think that's part of the entrepreneurial right journey is always having a goal always learning always trying to fix whatever might be in your business to be the best that's the part it's one thing just to open a business right anybody can open a business but to really really excel at that business yeah that's the meaning of entrepreneur to me Mm -hmm. so that's yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think what you said, like push, push, push of always, you know, I mean, hence the name dream, plan, start, grow is, you know, dreams more the vision, right? You know, plan is, you know, whenever you start a business or, you know, to me, this, this model dream, plan, start, grow goes no matter where you are in business, because once you hit that goal or whatever you're trying to achieve, then the next vision comes in <laughs> yeah. typically and you're like, oh. Really? I just got here. Yeah. Can I take a break for a minute? No. And you're like, ah, um, you know, and then the next vision comes in and then you got to plan for that and how that's going to work. And then you got to execute that, which is the start part and then grow. And then again, it kind of loops back. And then all of the stuff that you had, you still have to make sure that's okay. Right. <laughs> and not forget about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and think it's just going to run on its own because sometimes it doesn't run on right. its own. Sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's true, you know, and, and you said something, I mean, you, you said a couple of things critical, but I think that this, you know, not starting too large is a big piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know when I first started this company with a business partner and it looked a little different than it does today, uh, we started in like executive office space. You know, I didn't have a video producer. I didn't have um, a music studio incorporated in here either. And with Batcat Media Group and, you know, we started there and then at one point I actually decided, you know, I was, I was spending more time working on my home office after my business partner and I split and I kind of bought her out and, you know, I, I ended up 
I was dating actually someone that Jack that works for me now. And so, and he was, you know, we were about 30 minutes apart. So between our, our kind of 30 minutes apart piece, you know, I ended up spending more time in my home office. So I gave up this, the office space for a while and kind of regrouped right. because I didn't necessarily need it at that point. And then when he and I um, got together and he came into, you know, Bad Cat Media Group, then we started looking for a space like this. Uh, and it took a little while to find it because it probably took a, probably about a year to really find what I, because I was trying to kind of narrow, I narrowed the area down, but then I also didn't want to spend. Right. You know, and this was your vision. A ton of a ton and ton and ton mm-hmm. of money, um, and there's a lot of spaces out there that you can do that, especially yeah. in this area. And uh, so it took some time to find this particular space, and I think that's where people, you know, they jump in and they're like, "Oh, I need this money to build out quickly," mm-hmm. and you know, and and obviously some places need the office space. Right. You know, we could film. I mean, he could film on site. He didn't have to have the green screen at the time. I mean, obviously it's better, right? Because a lot of people want to do green screen. It's much easier to set it up here and control it here versus going on site. And then you got to bring lights and you got to bring everything and set it up. And but it's doable. And so that's like one big piece, you know. And then I think then you know the next piece is that push, push, push. Mm-hmm. And I find that people starting in business or someone that maybe is plateaued in business doesn't have that or or needs to cultivate that a little more. Either they're confused about what's going on because there's so much when you start, you just think, you know, especially if you're coming out of working for someone else where here's your job. So if you're like you, an esthetician and you were working for a spa or you were on your, even if you were on your own, but it was just you, right? you know, that's a whole different ballgame than finding a bigger space, hiring people, you know, making sure all your I's are dotted or yeah, dotted and T's yeah. are crossed and things like that. I mean, that's a much different ballgame than just being an esthetician yourself and either going to people's houses or working out of your own house, because I'm sure some people do well, that. Going to your own, the houses is illegal, but you know, okay. <laughs> I didn't don't say that. be doing that. <laughs> so, I mean, but my e-commerce journey has been equally as misstepped, you know, because of either trusting people to do the work that they didn't know how to do or trusting people that said they knew SEO, but they didn't know SEO. Um, And then there was Google fads for SEO. And (laughs) then there was e-commerce sites that you could put all of your products on but Google never found the site. Never found the site, so you really had to market the e-commerce because right. Google wasn't uh, using the spider to even find it. So even the e-commerce part of our business has been an ongoing journey. Right. I mean, it's it's all part of. You know, there's not anybody that has a magic answer for. Okay, this is your path. This is where you need to go. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's that's key. I mean, I I still have potential clients come in and or you know or even people I'm just having a conversation with and like, like what's the one big thing I can do? And I'm like, uh, like what's the one big thing? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there's not probably one big thing. You know, maybe if you did video consistently for two or three years, I mean, consistently, I mean, at least once a week and and putting right. it out on YouTube and marketing it on social media and things, maybe. But it's going to literally take the probably three years. Right. 
to get to where you want it. Oh, the people I know that are successful on YouTube right now, they've been making videos for two and three years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, and the funny thing is I interviewed um, Paul Likens. I don't know if you know him. Mm -hmm. He's a local realtor and he used to work for an office here in Delray and I can't remember where his office is now, but, um, and so he and I had met actually when he first started his journey, probably 10 years ago. And literally he was still working part-time for something else, you know, to kind of help pay the bills while he was building the real estate. And I think I gave him his first lead, which was a rental. Like mm -hmm. we, had a, we had a friend that needed a rental in this area. And so that was his very first deal. <laughs> so, so I had him on really because he does these incredible YouTube videos. So if you ever look at him up on YouTube, it's called Palm Beaches Paul. Okay. So he's kind of branded himself Palm Beaches Paul. So his goal with that, and he started five years ago, mm -hmm. he now earns money from YouTube. I think he has, he has just over 4,000 followers. Wow, that's nice. So he earns money from YouTube. You know, he said it's not a lot, but he's like, I pay for my family vacation, you right. know? So, uh, but he told me during the interview, he's like, yeah, like last year, I don't know if it was last year, he's like, I got 90% of my leads through YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? And so, and mm -hmm. it was people that, found his videos up in out east or wherever they were moving from when they were researching Palm Beach County. Right. And he would go into and he'll do these cool videos like he'll drive along A1A and he'll stop in different places. And I mean, they're, they're not short videos They're they're like, you know, at least 15 minutes, a lot of them. Right. You know, if not 30 minutes, he'll be skateboarding like he has a longboard skateboard <laughs> thing. He'll be skateboarding. He's probably, you know, like my age. And like so he he like does this longboard skateboard thing and he'll like, you know, being shorts and a flower shirt, you know. That's awesome. And uh, he's branded himself with that. And so he's created these, you know, now he's going more into like new construction because it's so hard to get mm -hmm. other houses down right. here if you're moving here. So he's really kind of going into different communities and he'll just like loop around whether he's driving or, and he edits everything himself. So he likes to do that. And he's really, and if you look at his early videos versus like today's videos, mm -hmm. like he really, you know, has made like huge strides in the editing section. So, you know, it, but it shows you that, you know, even if you start and maybe they're not so good as you're learning, if you're doing the editing and you know, don't want to farm it out, or if you enjoy doing that, you know, you have to keep doing it. And right. I think it's the consistency and it's usually more than one because he was still networking. So obviously he couldn't just rely on YouTube because that didn't kick in for two or three years. Exactly. And then it didn't really kick in fully until like, you know, the last year or so. Right. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's one of the things I always get is like, what's that one thing? I'm like, yeah, there's only it's not one not thing, one thing. <laughs> ever, <laughs> you know, because if you're not, I mean, I know you have people either yourself out networking or you have sometimes uh, someone that's in your spa that goes out and networks, you know, plus you're doing the SEO, plus you're doing, you know, I, I know, I know you've won a bunch of awards across the country. Instagram, I'll do a little. I'm learning reels. I mean, <laughs> it's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, reels is where you can get the traffic now on Instagram versus mm -hmm. anything else on that you post on Instagram. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been trying to do more of those reels too, um, just to try and pick up more tra traffic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's the challenge is there's not one thing and you have to, and then things change a lot, mm -hmm. especially in the digital marketing world. You know, so like we just refer to Instagram, you know, as currently in 2022, reels are the thing that's picking up the best um, traffic, you know, with their algorithm. 
But next year it could be something completely different that they bring out. You know, and now YouTube's copied Instagram and they have their shorts that they're beta testing right well, now. Well, you see, I used to be an esthetician and a nail tech. But then I had to become a social media expert. <laughs> and then I had to become a videographer. <laughs> right. And right. then I had to learn how to edit. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. all been a, a, all the whole journey is, you, I think we keep growing and learning. And that's part of it. Right. Right. No, I think that's true. And you just have to be willing to be flexible to do that. The other part of, I don't know, I know it happens in all businesses, but I see, I see, um, especially in, in our, in the esthetician business or in, there's always new techniques coming out. Right. Always. Yeah. Every day there's something new. And I watched a video last night of somebody on Instagram and they were doing brows and they were doing brows with with microblading and tattooing it's very popular yeah. but mm -hmm. they were doing it the old way and i just wanted to say <laughs> like hey go back to school i know that you're in your 50s but you need to go back to school you need to learn the new techniques because right. there's always a bigger better like always and you have if you're right. going to be in tune with your industry and it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter if you have a cafe, uh, like wherever, there's always going to be some innovation in your industry that mm. you have to stay in touch with. Right. Yeah. I mean, always being willing to learn, go, you know, continuing education if that's appropriate for your industry, you know, or educate yourself. Right. Too. Well, this is what I learned, you know, 20 years ago. I'm like, well, 20 years ago <laughs> was a that's long it. time. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been trying to read more books this year on, you know, business and different things. And it's interesting how many people are like, yeah, I hear these people that, you know, are in business and they're like, yeah, I learned this 20 years ago, you know, and and some things stay tried and true, certain business principles. Principles. But, but you know, know your, know your industry, know kind of what's changed, mm -hmm. you know, and how you need to change with that. Right. Um, you know, and impact that differently. You know, so, I mean, one of the things even with this, you know, podcast is my goal is to, you know, bring it out every, once a week, you know, which is just the consistency I know on YouTube and even in the podcasting channels is like key, but, you know, versus, oh, I got to get this, you know, absolutely perfect. Right. <laughs> and then um, for me, it's not the flash on the video. It's not the, you know, even though we're, you know, filming on a green screen, it's more, I'm fine with one background. I'm fine with, you know, limited edits, right. you know, because I'd rather it come be edited quickly and come out quickly versus. And I, I just think it's more realistic that way. It's like, right. this is who we are and this is the real deal. And yeah. Um, yeah. And everything doesn't, you know. There, there's times and places for flashy and times and places for consistent, right. um, you know, and certain things, maybe in a commercial call, you know, that you're going to air on TV or wherever you're going to, or on online, maybe that calls for something flashier to get someone's attention, you know, versus this is a little bit different right. where it's more educational and whether you want to listen to it on the podcasting channels or you want to watch it via YouTube, right. you know, either one is appropriate. So, yeah, and I, so if you had one thing, 
you would share with, um, you know, someone that wanted to be an entrepreneur, maybe not, didn't have to be in your industry necessarily, but just one thing that you feel would be something interesting that you learned early on, or maybe you didn't know when you started your journey that would have sped your journey up or, or accelerated your, your success a little bit more quickly? Yes. Don't try to always do it alone. Find yourself a, a like, and it may be two or three mentors that are available. And, and today there's so many mentors, but there's real business coaches. And then there's people that are not really good at what they do. Right. Um, but I think attaching yourself to a mentor and attaching yourself to somebody that can provide the feedback to your journey is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's huge. And I think that's true. And, and knowing that throughout your course of your entrepreneurial journey, that it could be different people right? and realizing that because when you first start, you know, like in my business coaching, I'm really focused on more of those people that are starting a company or have started something, but then have hit kind of a plateau in the first year or two, mm-hmm. you know, because they just don't know what the next steps are, but, or they're struggling with those next steps <clears throat> versus someone that's making, you know, 500,000 or up, you know, maybe you should go to someone a little bit different than that, um, you know, because it's a different journey and there's different challenges and, and barriers and roads that you're going to, you're going to find. Um, and same thing with mentors, because, you know, you probably occasionally I've heard people that have had like at least one con- mentor that's been there their entire kind of career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it depends on the industry and it depends on, you know, if that mentor is always kind of staying in front. Right. And that mentor must be an amazing, yeah, amazing exactly. person because, um, I find that um, while some some are not who they like, especially because we're in this whole you know online age of right. people making like here's who I am and here's what I've done, and you don't. It's not like you know the old times. Oh, I know what she used to do. You know, I know what she does because right. I I see what car she drives and I know what she yeah. does. So you, it's not like you you know the person face to face. Yeah. You assume that their persona that you see is, is really actual, actual. actually reality. And in some cases, I've been burned so many times by, and I'm very believable of what other people tell me. And it is um, not something really good because it's very expensive in your entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So make sure you find the right business coach. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. On the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast. And for all our listeners out there, if someone wanted to reach out to you in some way, is social media best, is email best, is website, like what's the best way to Get in touch if there. Anyone had any questions? Any questions? Um, we are Bella B E L L A Reina R E I N A Spa dot com. Okay. And there you can find all of our social media. I'm working very hard to grow our Instagram account. <laughs> like them so, on Instagram. <laughs> if you follow us on Instagram, it's at me Bella Reina. <laughs> yeah, so. and 
if you're ever in the South Florida area, if you're listening from other places other than South Florida, check them out. They're in Delray Beach, Florida. Yes. So you won't you won't be sorry for sure. So if you're on vacation, it's a great opportunity to uh, get some extra re relaxation. Yes. In. Yes. Uh, my name again is Allison Turner, and thank you for joining us today on the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast. If you have any questions for us, please go to our website, dreamplanstartgrow.com. You will see all the previous podcasts, whether you want to listen to them in audio form, video form, or see them, watch them in video form. And we also run a complimentary clubhouse room on Thursdays, currently at 1 p.m. Thursday Eastern time. Uh, that's more of a mastermind session. So I have a you know, different question that is brought up each week all around business. So anyone can join. Um, usually it's a smaller room right now. So I'm trying to build that. But, you know, even if it's five or 10 people, that's more time for everyone to share and more time to learn from each other. So thank you for joining us. And I wish everyone a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.